Well, hello, Water of Life. We're glad that you're with us, spending time with us as we experience home church together as a family. I'm Pastor Matt, Senior Director of Family Ministries, and I just wanna start off by saying hi to all you that have already tuned in with us just a few minutes early. Now, we're not getting started yet, but I see you're logged in and that's a great idea. We're glad that you did. Here's just a few reasons why. We want you to address any tech issues that you might have. Volume, check your volume on your device, depending on the platform that you're watching on, check your connectivity, check the quality, as there's different ways to watch, such as on YouTube, Facebook, and of course, our website, wateroflifecc.org. Now don't forget, connecting with a live chat is so important as you watch the service. We have pastors that are available online. They would love to pray with you, answer any prayer requests or questions that you might have about the service. If you have little ones in the house, we're so glad that you're with us. See, our kids ministry has an incredible worship opportunity and message for your child every single week from preschool all the way to fourth grade. Now, if you have a student, uh, fifth grade through young adults. That's our next gen department. We have incredible content coming out for your teenager and young adult. Now, we want you to stay connected. A great way to do that is wallupdates.com. W-O-L updates.com. Here you'll find links for all the different ways that you can watch online, find resources for your family, and stay updated on everything happening here at Water of Life right now. You can also watch any past messages that you've missed on our app, our website, or on YouTube. Well, we're gonna get started here in a few minutes, but before we do, I wanna encourage you, grab that cup of coffee, grab a seat on your chair, your couch, on your device, take a moment and give yourself some space. Remove distractions, and since we're on the topic of past messages, let's take a look at last week's experience. We've all got struggles right now, high levels of stress, fear, anxiety, some of you isolation, loneliness, just so many things coming at us. And God wants to take your shipwreck and rebuild it, rebuild you into a life-giving person. God is always looking out for the disenfranchised. God is always looking out for people that are marginalized. God is always looking out for people who don't feel like they belong. That's what makes me love Jesus so much, friends, because that includes all of us. Some of you are out there right now, nobody notices me, Pastor Nan. Don't be discouraged by that. Be encouraged by this, God notices you. Friends, if God is watching you, it doesn't matter how many people are not watching you. If God is watching you, he can grow out of your stump a sprout of life that is supernatural, that can overshadow the whole earth like he did his son. Well, hello, Water of Life. Uh, we are so glad you're with us this weekend. We're glad that you chose to join us on uh, this Father's Day weekend. And uh, we wanna celebrate that, we wanna acknowledge that. So if you're a father, uh, a grandfather, a father figure, what an incredible responsibility, right, that, that you have, that I have, I have five kids, um, of having the opportunity to shape the next generation. And isn't it true that being a dad um, comes with, with a lot of responsibility? Sometimes as dads, we feel the weight on our shoulders and. Uh, if you're at home watching online, we want to honor you as dads. We want to celebrate you this weekend, and we really pray that you're blessed this weekend. 
Well, hey, I'm Pastor Matt. I'm our Senior Director of Family Ministries here at Water of Life. And if you're watching online, we're so glad that you're with us. I want to encourage you to stay connected. We have pastors online. If, uh, if you need prayer, there's a prayer button you can press. We'd love to be able to pray for you online. Um, if you want to continue to worship God through the giving of your tithes and offerings, you can also do that with a Give Now button online as well. Well, an important way to stay connected here at Water of Life is wallupdates.com, a great way to know what's upcoming for the following week. You can watch uh, some of our sermons back that way, and then also uh, you can uh, know about any upcoming things that are happening here at Water of Life. So that's wallupdates.com. You can continue to register to come to our in-person gatherings or get any information that's changing week to week. So I want to keep you updated on a few things that's happening here at Water of Life. And the first thing is this. We have um, our dollar club. Now, I know a lot of you know what the dollar club is. We're asking you to donate a dollar. We're asking you to give to support specific ministries all over the world. Now, the dollar club that's happening next week, you'll hear Pastor Dan talk about it in just a few minutes. Um, but it's really going to go to refugees in Uganda. So he'll talk a little bit more about that. But the dollar club's happening next week. I want to encourage you to bring your dollar or you can give online. Now, we're Ascending Church. Global outreach is a huge part of who we are. It's in our DNA. And uh, although this year we are going to be unable to send teams overseas, we still have hundreds and hundreds of missionaries all over the world. Now, there's a couple opportunities that you can get involved and you can serve. You can uh, help us raise money. And the first opportunity that you have is our annual fireworks booth. Now, that's a way to come sign up to serve as many shifts as you want. And it's a great opportunity to raise money, all the proceeds from our fireworks booth starting on the 20th of June to July 5th. All those proceeds will go overseas to support all of our missionaries. Now, you have another opportunity to get involved and help our global outreach department, and that is our blood drive. So specific dates for that are going to pop up on the screen. I want to encourage you sign up for a specific slot to give blood. Again, all those proceeds go directly to our global outreach uh, department to help all of our partners all over the world. It's a great way for us to reach into neighborhoods and nations and really bless them. Well, hey, we're so glad that you joined us. And if you're, if you're online watching, um, we want to encourage you to, to posture yourself for worship as we dive in. We want to encourage you in the room to stand up. Um, worship is really a great opportunity for us to, to slow down, to, to posture our hearts before the Lord, and to surrender to what he wants in our lives. Isn't that true? So as we worship, I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to worship together. So let's stand. Jesus, thank you for the opportunity. For some of us, we haven't had an experience to be uh, in the room uh, worshiping together. So I pray that you would move in this place. And as we watch worship and engage with you online, Father, would you move into our homes in, in power by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. So God, we pray for freedom in this place. We pray for celebration as we worship you. God, would we posture our hearts in that way and give you God, all um, the honor that you are deserved. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Father's Day weekend. Come on, we're going to worship together. Is that all right? Hey. We welcome you to Water of Life.
Oh
Should I ever need 
take heart, we can cling on to joy, because God, we know that you are with us. You're walking through whatever we're facing, whatever situation we carry, you are there. You're for the brokenhearted. You run to our pain, you don't run from it. And you find us, Lord, you keep us, you protect us, you're fighting for us. Even if we can't see what's on the other side, God, you're, you're there champion. So we thank you for your love and grace that never leaves, never forsakes. It's always standing right in the middle with us. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that we can celebrate. We can sing. We can shout. We can rejoice because you are alive and you live in us. We love you. We praise you. It's in your mighty, powerful name we say, amen. Thank you. Thank you for worshiping with us wherever you are today. Won't you prepare your hearts today as God's word comes? What's Dad's favorite thing to do? To go to work and and get some money and and buy me toys. Spend time with the family. And tickle me. Uh, he likes to watch movies. It's his on his friends. His friends? Yeah. He talks to Jesus with his friends? Yeah. Oh wow. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? person to go rides with and watch Star Wars and do everything I like. How did your dad show you he loves you? Oh, he likes to best around with us, like wrestling, and then like, well, tell him that he loves us. And lots of toys. Lots of toys. What else? Go to Disneyland. We go to Disneyland. What else, baby? Go to Legoland. We go to Legoland. What else? He's definitely a words of encouragement type of person. Um, I remember growing up, he'd always be leaving me little notes. Does Dad show you guys that he loves you? Uh, Dad, I just want to thank you because if it wasn't for your affirmation, I wouldn't be the worship leader I am today. I love you. My dad is amazing. I'm so very thankful to the Lord for making me your daughter. You are truly the best daddy that a girl could ever ask for. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Happy 
Father's Day. I love you. I know you love watching the news all day. And I love you. And have a great Father's Day, Daddy. Wow. Well, happy Father's Day, all of you fathers out there. We want to bless you and pray for you before we start today. So, Father, we want to come and just say thank you for Father's Day weekend. Thank you for an opportunity to bless dads and just we're grateful for fathers, especially men who walk with you, God, and they live for you and they raise their families in your shadow. Father, honoring you and the things that they do at home. So we pray blessings over them today. We pray blessings over our time together today that you, Holy Spirit, would help us to figure out how to manage ourselves a little better, how to sustain our souls better in times like these that you, Father, would download to us the tools that we need to be successful today. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. So we're gonna start a new series today for the next few weeks, and we're gonna be talking about how do you sustain your soul in days like this, difficult days like this. And really, sustaining your soul has to do with your mind, your will, your emotions, you know, what goes on inside of you. And how many of you know that is hard, especially today? I mean, today it's like, Whew, life is a battle and it's never been harder than it is right now, friends. It's just a very, very, very difficult time. It's a battle for your thought life and that's so important to say to you is that some of us miss how important our mind is and our thoughts are and Jesus understood that better than anybody. So the Bible talks a lot about how you think will cause you to live certain ways. So how you think and how you live are actually tied tightly together. Now, the Bible makes some statements about living in difficult days. And I want to touch a couple of those for you before we get going, because today, as much as any day we've ever known, the anxiety is high, the battle is huge, depression is real, the struggle is on, and we want to tackle those things and talk to you about how we could help you in the Word in the next few weeks to see ways that you can get free and stay free and stand strong in difficult days. So Jeremiah chapter 17, verse seven and eight, makes an interesting statement about how we ought to live in difficult times. It says this, blessed is the man, the woman, the person, who trusts in the Lord, and whose trust is the Lord. For they will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots out by the stream and will not be afraid when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, then it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. Well, how many of you know that it would be great to not be anxious at a year of drought like we're in right now? I mean, we are in some dry, dry times right now, in difficult days, friends. And the Bible says that we could actually be anxious free. Now, that's a great statement about um, what we could be. But what we want to talk to you about the next few weeks is how do you get there? Because that's a question we all ask is like, man, that's great, but how do I get there? Well, there's another statement Jesus made. I'd like you to read it with me before we jump in today. It's in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. Jesus made this tremendous statement about being safe in difficult days. Let's read it loud. Let's read it together. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, 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 hold it, hold it. If you're walking with Jesus, it ought to be easy sometimes. So the problem is we go, it's not very easy. You know, if most of us are gonna be honest, we'd say, that has not been the case for me during the quarantine. 
This has not been easy. This has been unprecedented levels of fear, anxiety, and struggle. And all the things that are going on in our country, in our, in our nation, in the world, it creates these huge amounts of anxiety and tension and fear in people. So let me ask you a question. Jesus says we could have better days, that we could live in the midst of struggle and still be joyful. But how do you do that? That's a really important question. And so one of the things you've gotta ask yourself is who sets your pace? Who sets your pace? By that, I mean we all function at different paces, friends. Some faster, some slower, some, some really running hard, some not running much at all. But there's a question in here. Who sets your pace? Where do you make your decisions from? Because you ought to be making your decisions out of the Bible. If you know Jesus and you say this, man, I'm not feeling free, I'm not feeling at peace, I'm not feeling happy, I'm not feeling like the burden is light, so you need to ask yourself a question. Whose pace are you running at? Are you doing the things that God wants you to do or the things that people want you to do? Now, Romans chapter 12 is a verse that we're gonna be in, verses one and two, we're gonna be in there for the next few weeks, just talking about over and over, your mind, your heart, your will, your emotions, and how they get healed up and directed by the Spirit of God. Romans 12, one and two says this, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Don't be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. These are really, really, really strategic just statements that Paul makes about how to live your life in the midst of just the struggle, the tension that we're all feeling today. So, so let's talk about it. First, this starts out, it says, therefore, now, anytime you find a therefore in the Bible, it's there for a reason. So you've got to think like that. It's a summation. It summarizes what's gone on before. This therefore actually summarizes about 10 or 11 chapters of the book of Romans. It's therefore uh, all the things that I've written to you in Rome, I want you to understand something. Live in relationship with Jesus. Chapter 8 over and over and over is about living in the power of the Spirit. Living out of the power of the Spirit. It's a key to you getting free. It's a key to you living in a transformed life and not a conformed life. And that's what we're gonna really drill into the next few weeks is how does that happen? See, there's spiritual insight is this. It's a practical outworking of, of supernatural power. God doesn't just wanna tell you that you can do this. God wants to do it in you. I mean, he wants it to really happen, friends, that you aren't just conformed and your pace that you live at isn't the pace of everybody else around you, but it's the pace that God set for your destiny and for you to walk in. It's the rhythm that God wants for you. It says this, therefore, in view of God's mercy. Okay, hold, hold, hold it, stop right there. Because mercy is what the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans are about. It's about like God loving you, he's crazy about you, even though you messed up, he forgives you and he heals up. Mercy is so important in your pace of life. You've got to live in the grace of God, the mercy of God, if you're gonna manage yourself well inside. If you can't live in the grace of God, friends, you're never gonna be a happy person. So here's what verse one says. It says, engage your will with God. Engage your will with God, think about that. Or you'll never grow deep with Jesus, you'll never grow at peace with Jesus, you'll never be able to survive 
in difficult days. Literally, the key to manage your, your, yourself is to deal with your, your peanut, your mind. Surrendering your will to God and allowing him to change your thinking. And some of us have never done that. We know God, but we've never allowed God to have his way with us. So the Bible says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. This is a huge deal. In the Old Testament, they offered animals. In the New Testament, you're the sacrifice. I'm the sacrifice. Literally, I have to yield my will. So think about this. When we're talking about sustaining your soul, your soul is made up of three things. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your will is the key to the kingdom of God inside of you. Friends, if you're gonna have the peace of God, you gotta live in the will of God, not in your will. So you gotta yield yourself to God, and that's a daily battle. That happens at the market, that happens at school, that happens in the neighborhood, happens in your homes. You gotta yield your will to God. So if you're yielding your will to God, then he can start to change your thinking. So that's the whole picture here. But if you are not, listen, if you're not yielding your will, you're not gonna get your thinking changed. And some of you think like this, well, I already know what I believe. Well, that's a bad, a bad thought. I just need to tell you that. Because if you are a disciple of Christ, you should be a lifelong learner. You should always be growing and growing in the king and the kingdom. You should never come to a place to say, I already know what I believe. I already hold fast to this. I already, no, 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 no. Listen, in view of God's mercy, literally says this, surrender your will to God. He is safe. He's crazy about you. He loves you. He gave Jesus for you. He's saying this, since I did all that for you, give yourself up. Give yourself up. I can give you better days than you can get yourself when you're worried and afraid. Surrender yourself to me and watch me change your thinking. What did he do? He said, listen, I gave my son, now I want you to give yourself. So what does it mean? Listen, I urge you therefore, brother and sister and people, by the mercy of God, present yourself, your body, your person. Give your will to God. It's so, so, so important. Offer yourself as worship. You yield yourself to God, it's worship, friends. It's part of the journey with God. It's just to give up your hungers, your desires, your dreams, and let God transform you into something supernatural and way better than what you have in mind for yourself. So watch where it goes. Verse two, he says this. He tells you what it looks like when you yield your will. Something happens. There's a shift and a change that some of you long for. Please get this. You're starving for a shift and a change. You're like, man, I'm so tired of being anxious, so tired of being afraid. I want the shift and the change, but I don't want to yield my will. Friends, you're not going to get the shift and the change from Jesus till you yield yourself to him and give yourself to him. When that happens, here's what he says. Two things happen. First, he talks about something negative. Second, he talks about something positive. He says the first is, is don't be conformed to the world. Do not, negative, do not. Do not be conformed to the world. Don't let the world shape you. Don't let the world construct your thinking. Don't let the people around you be the ones that, that influence your head all the time. And friends, if you're online all the time, if you're on television all the time, and you are filling your head with thoughts that are not from God, we're gonna talk about this next week, how you know it's garbage in and garbage out. You will not be a happy person. You're not gonna walk with the joy of Jesus. You're not gonna find a yoke to be light and easy. But he says this, if you are transformed 
It will happen when you renew your mind, your thinking. The transformation that goes into a life, friends, starts in your head. What thoughts do you entertain? I mean, I, statistics tell us that we entertain between 50 and 90,000 thoughts a day, and that about 80 to 90% of them are repeated every single day. That's a lot of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts that we just think over and over and over. And the Bible says this, transform by renewing your mind. Your mind has got to change. You got to be open to change. Give him your will and let him change your mind. This is so huge. The change has to come when your minds are renewed. It doesn't come before then, friends. And the reality is there's not much good is going to happen with Jesus until you let him get into your thinking, until you invite him into your living. See, bad thinking ends up in bad living. And a lot of you are struggling with living because your thinking is bad. So when you get to this, you got to go back and ask yourself a question. Are you conforming? Who's setting your pace in life? Is it Jesus? Is it the Word of God? Is it the Spirit of God? Is it the worship of God? Or is it the things around you? Are the things around you shaping you more than the heart of God is shaping you? Because friends, when that happens, you will not be happy. And that's why some of you are so anxious and fearful right now. It's because you are conforming to the world and the, and the fears of the world that are driving you into places that you're very unhappy. So point number two in your little outline, if you happen to be looking at it, is are you conforming? It's a huge question. It's a huge question. Are you hungering for other people's approval? And without it, do you feel discouraged? Do you yield to peer pressure all the time? Is it always about what other people think? Do you adopt behavior and lifestyle because other people are pushing you into it? Because other people are, are pressuring you to do something that's not life-giving? Because friends, if you're doing that, you gotta think like this. Your yoke is not gonna be easy. Your burden is not gonna be light. You're gonna be like, whoa, I'm dying. I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. I'm unhappy, I'm fearful, I'm full of anxiety. So stop, who sets your pace? Are you conforming or are you yielding your thinking to Jesus so you can be transformed? Do you strive for earthly results or heavenly ones? Because see, friends, if you're running at a pace that's on this planet, that's all about this, it will exhaust you. Now, some of you will be like this. No, it's really great, Pastor Dan. It is great. Listen, for a few minutes. It brings this exaltation, excitement. You're like, man, it's happening. Man, I'm going. Look at me roll. Man, I closed a deal. Man, I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did all of that. And then you seem to be outrunning other people. You'll be looking around you and go, look at me roll, man. I'm beating everybody around me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know what happens? You blow up. You blow up because you always blow up. Jesus was really clear about this, friends. He said, if you live at that pace, you will sooner or later, blow up and crash and burn. You'll perish. You'll end up in anxiety and fear. Your, your thinking will be all negative and wrong, and you gotta live by heavenly standards, friends, not by earthly ones. See, if you strive for earthly results, that's what you will get. <laughs> Let me say that again. That was really good. You gotta get this. If you strive for earthly results, that's what you will get. Earthly results are gonna end up with anxiety and fear, depression and discouragement. Heavenly results end up in peace and possibility, healing and wholeness. So 
Are you just chasing after what other people want you to chase after? Are you always looking to achieve what other people are trying to achieve? Or have you stepped out and said, look, I'm going with Jesus. No matter what everybody around me does, I'm going with Jesus. I'm gonna walk with God because I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, my thoughts. I want better thoughts, I want healing thoughts, I want peaceful thoughts. So here's the question. It's point number three on your little outline there. Are you being transformed? Are you walking at Jesus' pace? Are you spending time with God? Are you living with him? Listen to Matthew eleven thirty. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Remember that. That verse that we read at the beginning. All you who are weary and burdened. Some of you are just, man, you're there right now. And you need to hear Jesus crying out to you. Come to me, all you who are afraid and anxious. All of you, listen. All of you who are scared and discouraged and depressed, Jesus is calling you, come to me. All you who are weary and weighed down heavily, and I, listen to his words, I will give you rest. See, Jesus' pace is gentle, humble, easy, light, and it gives rest to my soul. The world, the earthly pace does not. It creates just some excitement on the front end, some exhilaration on the front end, then discouragement on the back end. Fear and anxiety, depression, defeat. So, are you being transformed by the renewing of your mind? Are you letting Jesus change your thinking? Listen to what he says, because he goes right there. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now listen to what he says. So the yoke would be like what you would put on an oxen, and it was actually shaped for the shoulders of the oxen. It would be carved out of wood to fit the shoulders of the particular oxen. And so you gotta think like this. Jesus has a shape for you, a yoke for you that fits you. It's the pace you're supposed to walk. And when you do, listen to what he says. Take it upon you and learn from me. Hold hold, hold it. Learn from me. Learn from me. If you're learning from Jesus, your thinking is changing. Learn from me. There's such a key there, friends, that many of us miss this. We're like, okay, I love God. It's wonderful to come to worship. It's wonderful to be around Jesus, but I'm not getting changed. Well, hold hold it. You're changed by the transforming of your life. How does that happen? Renewing your mind. Jesus said, learn from me. So there's some lessons. You, that's why we encourage you, get in a school of ministry, get in a small group, get in a Bible study. You gotta put your big head into the word if you're gonna learn from Jesus. You gotta open up the worship. You gotta open up the time with God. You gotta spend time with him. And when that happens, listen to what he said. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Some of you are desperate for that right now. Come on, just pull that out and think about it. Rest for your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Rest for your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. You're tired. Some of you are like, I'm tired. Well, listen, we all get tired because we're humans, friends, but there's a rest in Jesus that will refresh you if you come to him and spend time with him. Rest for your souls. He said, it looks like this. Your burden will be light, for my yoke is easy and my burden's light. So here's what Jesus said. He just described the pace. His pace is gentle, mine is not. His pace is humble, 
That, that's not comparing every, with everybody else, look at me, outrun everybody, but enjoying who God made you to be. Jesus' pace is easy, mine is hard. Jesus is light, mine often gets heavy, and so does yours. Not at the beginning, remember, not at the beginning. It gets heavy later, it gets heavy later. Jesus' pace gives us rest to my mind, my will, and my emotions. It restores me and renews me when I'm in his presence. So let's go back and ask the question again. Who sets your pace? Listen, how are your emotions doing? Are they frazzled? Are you just like, woo? Are you, are you just blown up inside? Because friends, if you are, you're probably not walking Jesus' pace. You just gotta get that. Just be honest about it and say, okay, I need a change. What change do you need? Hold, hold it. Remember Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2. You need to be not conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, of your head, your thinking. Jesus' pace transforms me from the inside out. Starts with my thinking, moves into my spirit, and brings rest and safety to me. But it starts with me reading verses about how good God is to me and believing them and then they start to settle into my spirit. And then they build a foundation under the way that I think, I live, and I act. And some of you are missing that foundation. Literally it says this when it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It literally says, let ourselves be transformed. Please get that. Let ourselves be transformed. Let yourself be transformed. How many of you know that it's easy to fight against God. I mean, some of you spend all day long fighting against God, no wonder you're tired. You know, you need to figure this out. When you yield to God, he can transform you. When you let yourself to be in his presence, let yourself be in his presence, he will do the work to transform you. You don't transform yourself, you just get in his presence and literally let yourself be transformed. That word, that verb transformed is used in two other places in the New Testament. Let me read them to you. They're really very, quite interesting. Matthew chapter 17, verse two, talks about this, Jesus being transfigured. He was completely changed from a physical being into a spiritual being up on the side of a mountain. It said this, it says that he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. The word transfigured is the same word, transform. God wants to do this supernatural, spiritual change inside of you where you become a spiritually minded person. You're not just weighing yourself out on earthly terms, talking about you know, what it's like to be alive on earth and doing what everybody else is doing. You're suddenly thinking like a spiritual man or woman, a spiritual person that says, I wanna live with eternal thoughts. I wanna live in the presence of Jesus. Romans 12, two, when it says transformed by the renewing of your mind, it's talking about a radical reorientation that brings this huge, deep change in the human heart. It's radical, friends. It's a reorientation of how I think, how I see life from God's perspective instead of man's or people's. So the second place that this transformation takes place, this word transfigured, is Jesus up on the side of a mountain, and then in 2 Corinthians chapter three, verse 18, Paul talks about it, about his life being transformed and changed. He literally taught that being in the presence of God would transform you, he said this, and we all who with unveiled faces, intimacy with God, 
contemplate the Lord's glory. And when we are intimate with God, close to him with unveiled faces, we're being transformed into his image. We're being transformed into his image. There's that word again. With ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So the more I'm in God's presence, the more my thinking will change. The more you're in God's presence, the more your thinking will change. The more time that you just sit and soak up the presence of God in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, the more that God will help to change your negative thinking into life-giving thinking. It's all over in the Bible, friends. Jesus made promises that will transform us if we'll let him. Now watch this, because it's really important. That radical reorientation begins deep, deep, deep inside of me, and it changes my heart. It begins with new thinking, and it has, listen, those issues of life that are lasting and hard and deep. God says, listen, I know you dwell on those things. I know you dwell on things of value to you, but you need to think like this. I want to take some of those things out of you that are not good. Listen to 2 Corinthians 4.18. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So I get captured like you do with things that catch my eyes. You know, things around me, I'm like, whoa, look at that go, look at that thing, look at that car, look at that. Yeah, we all get captured by stuff that we see. But the Bible says the things that need to capture us are unseen. They're, they're secret. They happen in the presence of God, and they're supernatural. They're not natural. They're not earthly. They're supernatural. Literally, literally, it says this, that God has thoughts to change your thinking in your mind, and he wants to insert them into your heart, into your life. It says this in, in Colossians 3, 2. The only way to know who, him deeply is to set your mind on things above. Okay, hold, hold it. Set your mind. That is a picture of you stopping and letting God change you. Set your mind. I gotta change my thinking. Set my mind on things above, not below. Heavenly, not earthly. When I do that, there'll be this transformation that happens inside of me. When I, when I start to set my mind on things above, friends, I shift my thinking from, from earth to heaven, from the things I can see to the things I can't see. It creates, and this is weird to try to explain it to you, but it creates a hope inside of you. Hope is eternal. It's not temporal. It's not found in a car, a new house, a chair, a new dress. It's not found in stuff. It's eternal. It's found in unseen things. It's the peace of God, the hope of God, the joy of God. It's all of those things that the Bible talks over and over and over. The things, listen, that ultimately we all want. I mean, why do you love a car or a house or a new thing? Because you think it will make you what? Come on, help me. Happy. It'll make me happy. It will for five minutes. And then you'll be disappointed later. You know, your dress will get old and you'll throw it in the corner. Your new car will get scratched and you'll want another new car. Here's what God is saying. Let me have my way and you will be shocked at what I can do. I will do some things that are inside of you that won't go away. They'll be eternal. They'll change you forever. L literally, we find what, what the Bible says is if you meditate, set your mind on things above, then you'll shift from thinking about stuff down here to things up there, about people in a whole different way. You'll see your world around you change 
because your mind is being transformed, your heart is changing, God is shifting your values into life-giving things. We find that his will is good, the Bible says, and perfect and pleasing. It's good because it brings about emotional and spiritual healing and growth. It's good. It's pleasing because it is an expression of his nature. And you look at it and you see it and you go, wow, that is so much better than what I'm doing. And finally, it is perfect because nobody can improve on it on earth. Think about it. God's will is perfect. Nobody can, can improve on it at all. And so when you look at that, you got to think like this. What happened on earth? God is really saying this. There's this supernatural thing that you find in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. It's called the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes of Jesus trying to change bad thinking. So if you're stuck in bad thinking, get your Bible, open up Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and just sit there for a while and read about it. Read about bad thinking, how it gets you into bad living, making bad decisions. You copy what other people are doing, you watch what other people are thinking, and you say, I'm gonna do like that, I'm gonna think like that, I wanna act like that. Friends, that will always get you in trouble. It will always get you in trouble. Paul said this, he said, follow what I do, follow what I do, because, because, this is important, because I do what Jesus did. So can you copy people's lives? Yeah, but look for people that are life-giving, friends. When I was a young Christian, this is so important for you to get this, I identified with so many different people that were ahead of me in Christ. I just looked at their lives and I said, man, I wanna be like that, God. I want that kind of patience, Father. I wanna love people in, in that realm, Lord. When I would see something that was unjust or like racism or, or so, and in my high school where I grew up, there was a, a white junior high and a black, uh, black junior high, and we met at the same high school. So there was race issues all the time. And, and I always saw it as a physical thing from an earthly perspective, but racism, friends, is sin. It, it's just sin, like everything else. And when you start to see it from a heavenly perspective, it changes the way you feel inside about other people. And you start to go, oh, this isn't an earthly thing. It can never be fixed because people want to fix it. I love the whole idea of doing a march and standing up for what's right. But friends, at the end of the day, the only thing that fixes people is Jesus. The only thing that will fix you and me is Jesus. The only thing that will heal us is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus coming into our journey and, and restoring us. Now, we're gonna talk in the next few weeks about how the enemy steals our, our hope. And some of you have experienced this the last three months, four months. Your hope has been stolen, your, your life has been, your joy has been stolen, you know, your peace has been stolen, and you're, and you're looking around going, what happened? Well, what happened was you crashed into some things that were bigger than you've ever experienced before, more difficult. But, but let me explain what else happened. The enemy comes to kill and steal and destroy. So let me ask you a question. What do you think hell wants to kill inside of you? He wants to kill eternal things. Only, the enemy is only after things of value. Think like that. So if, if you are just living an earthly life, thinking earthly things, the enemy's not gonna destroy that. That will destroy you anyway without him doing anything. But if you are taking on heavenly mindedness 
and you're taking on the heart of God and you're setting your mind on things above, if your values are changing and the peace of God is starting to reign inside of you, listen, those things are what he steals. He steals things that are valuable to you, not the things that are, inval- that are unvaluable. The things that are valuable. Is unvaluable a word? I don't even know if it's a word. But the things that are not valuable. The reality is, friends, the enemy goes for the things that count. Think like that. that what counts for you is your peace. What counts for you is your joy. What counts for you is your hope. Those are the things that count for all of us. The love that you have for other people, those are the things that count. That's where the enemy comes to steal from us. He wants to steal the things of value. Now some of you, if you look at what's happened to you the last few months, he has done a lot of good stealing from you. He's stolen your joy, he's stolen your peace, he's stolen your hope, You've taken your eyes off of Jesus and you need to go back to God and say, Lord, listen, Jesus was very clear about this. New wine and new wineskins. So Lord, soften my heart, change my thinking. I have started to embrace thinking that is not good. I've started to embrace thinking that is very negative. I started to embrace thinking that is full of fear. I started to embrace thinking that's full of shame. I've started to embrace thinking that's full of depression. You need to be honest about that. Tell God that. Open up the word and start to read. If you're like, where do I go? Start in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's all about bad thinking and good thinking. It's about, you know, the Bible says to, to, to do this to your enemy, and, but Jesus said, but he didn't say the Bible says, he said the world said, but I say this to you. I say this to you. This is what you should do. So the world tells you this way to think, and I say this. It's just a contrast back and forth, back and forth of what is wrong in thinking and what is right in thinking. Some of it's very challenging, friends. Like, don't hate your enemy, love your enemy. Don't, don't hold grudges against people, forgive people that hurt you. Those things stretch you out, man, they're hard. They're hard, especially today, they're hard to yield to God over and over. But friends, if you don't yield to God in those places, the enemy will steal your joy. The enemy is looking for things in you of value that he can take away. So I want you to bow your head right now and I wanna pray over you. Some of you are in dark, dark days and we wanna give you some tools the next few weeks. I hope that you got some today just thinking about whose pace are you living at right now? I want you to ask yourself that with your head bowed. Whose pace are you living at? Are you conforming to the world? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to transform your mind? Are you opening to God every day, soaking up the word of God, putting your roots down deep so when a day of drought comes, you're not starving, you're not shrunk up inside? See, some of you are like, wow, I thought I was doing really well, Pastor Dan, but these days are tougher than anything I've seen. Listen, Jesus is never overmatched. Think like that. Jesus is never overmatched. He's never overmatched by the chaos in the world. He's never overmatched by the crisis in the world. Jesus is never overmatched. You are overmatched. I am overmatched. Jesus is never overmatched. All I've got to do is get back into his presence to find peace again. Get back into his presence to change my thinking again. 
Get back into his presence to, to yield. Listen, take my yoke upon you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. That's some of you right now. So Father, we come to you. Those of us who are weary and just say, man, that journey has been hard. The battle has been real and deep and painful, God. The enemy has stolen. He's pillaged and killed me. He's taken value from me, God. He's taken my heart. He's taken my life, my hope. But today, Father, we want to come back to you and say that you have what we need. So hell, we just want to remind you, Satan, you do not have a place in our hearts. Our lives belong to Jesus, and we yield to him today. We yield to him today, and we say, thank you. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for dying for us, Jesus, that you have made a way for sad and broken, discouraged and depressed lives to get healed. That if we will come to you, all of us who are weary and heavy laden, you will give us rest. So we just say thank you, Father. Thank you that you're a healing God. Thank you that you're crazy about people, Father. And I pray for people right now that the tools that they need will be embraced during this series to bring healing and peace and joy back to their life every day, every day, every day, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, before we're done, <clears throat> a couple things really quick. If you're gonna get healed, friends, you're gonna have to come to Jesus every day. You're gonna have to keep coming back in the morning, coming back in the evening. One of the things that I figured out as a young Christian when I started looking at other people was the people that were the joyful ones, the people that were the happy ones, people that were the ones that were making headway were the people that were with God. They were committed to the kingdom. They were setting their mind on things above. So make a decision today. Set your mind on things above. Sometimes that means you have to change your schedule. Sometimes it's just practical things. You gotta decide, I'm gonna do this on my vacation instead of this. This thing's gonna put me into the world. This thing will put me in the presence of Jesus. Make decisions, practical ones, that put you in the presence of God more and more and more. And watch and see if he doesn't rain down peace and hope and joy. If he doesn't start changing your thinking and renewing your heart. Finally, we're going to do the next two weeks, the dollar club. And you might say, well, how does that fit in here? Well, listen, part of changing your thinking is thinking about other people caring about other people. The Dollar Club always goes to the world. It's going to go to Uganda, to refugees in Uganda that are hungry right now and starving and hurting. And if you want to help refugees that are hurting, I, I just read this incredible story yesterday about a refugee, a man in India. And we gave some money, a lot of money, actually like $20,000 or $30,000 to feed hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people in India. And one of the guys that we helped fund to feed people was driving down the road on a motorbike, saw a guy on the side of the road sitting by himself with a little pan and a fire going, and he went over to that guy, and he stopped his moto. He felt like the Lord told him to go back and check the guy out. He went back. The guy was a, a worker who had been laid off during the pandemic and quarantined, and he couldn't get home. He had no money to get back to his family. He had been eating leaves off a tree, boiling them in water and eating leaves off a tree for three days because he had no food. They were able to bring him food the next day because of your generosity. 
and feed the guy and then tell him about Jesus. And he said, I've never heard the name of Jesus before. And because of your generosity and the food that they were able to give to him, they gave him enough food for a month and sent him on his way home. And friends, those are the kind of things that happen when you set your mind on things above. Not worried all the time about things down here and how it looks for you, but how could I serve somebody else? So we're gonna serve Uganda. If you wanna put a dollar in the offering this week or next week, all of those dollars in the dollar club always go to people that are hurting and hungry and poor, and that's what we're gonna be doing this week and next week. So don't forget, whether you come to service or you don't come to service, put a dollar in, and let's bless some people and feed some people that are hurting. Set your mind on things above this week. God bless you, have a great, great week. Remember, Jesus can overcome anything that comes against you this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God, amen. God bless, have a great week. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and as we continue to dive deeper into this series, how do you manage your life? Um, we're expecting great things. Wasn't it great growing together today? Well, hey, we wanna, we wanna encourage you. Uh, we have prayer counselors online available to pray for you. And we're so glad that you chose to join us online today. Remember, life is a battle, and that's a battle in our minds. So we're here for you. Uh, and we have prayer counselors that would love to join you in fighting that battle together. Well, hey, if you want to continue to worship God through the giving of your tithes and offerings, I want to encourage you to go to wallupdates.com or you can click on the live stream button, Give Now. I want to encourage you to do that as well. And if you need any information on upcoming events here at Water of Life or updates on services, you can also visit wallupdates.com. That'll get you all the information that you need. And we want to just close our time. Remember, this week, um, like Pastor Dan shared in Romans, Romans 12, 2, Right? It's a battle that starts in our minds, but really it starts deep within our hearts. Uh, opportunity day after day that you can choose to fight the good fight. Have a blessed week. We'll see you soon.